Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Acts chapter 6. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that you would help us to understand priorities, being faithful in the things that really matter. We pray that we would care about people, that we would have the wisdom to know the right solutions to the problems. We ask this through Jesus. Amen. Acts chapter 6. Now in these days, as the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint arose by the Greek-speaking Jews against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve summoned the community of disciples and said, It is not desirable that we neglect the word of God to serve tables. So brothers, select from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the spirit and wisdom, whom we may put in charge of this need. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the statement pleased the whole group, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a convert from Antioch, whom they stood before the apostles, and they prayed and placed their hands on them. And the word of God kept spreading, and the number of disciples in Jerusalem was increasing greatly, and a large number of priests began obeying the faith. Now Stephen, full of grace and power, was performing great wonders and signs among the people. But some of those from the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, both Cyrenians and Alexandrians, and those from Cilicia and Asia, stood up, and disputed with Stephen. Then they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. Then they secretly instigated men who said, We have heard him speaking blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they incited the people and the elders and the scribes, and they came up and seized him and brought him to the Sanhedrin. And they put forward false witnesses who said, This man does not stop speaking words against the holy place and the law, for we have heard him saying that this Nazarene, Jesus, will destroy this place and will change the customs that Moses handed down to us. And as they looked intently at him, all those who were sitting in the Sanhedrin saw his face was like the face of an angel. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. In chapter 5, we had internal and external problems that the church faced and learned how they handled them to keep growing. In this chapter, we have another internal problem. This problem wasn't an intentional sin by anyone, but if it wasn't dealt with, it would become a problem and lead to sin. So, like all internal problems, it had to be dealt with. Apparently, there was a daily distribution of food that was going on. We don't get a lot of details, but I'm guessing that like a lot of things, it just slowly came into being based on needs. I would guess that Christians started noticing needs of other Christians in this case widows, and started providing them food. Pretty soon it was a daily ministry involving lots of people. But apparently the Jews who spoke Aramaic were getting all the food they needed, while the Greek-speaking Jews were not being taken care of as well. It is natural to focus on people who speak your language. So, I doubt that this was an intentional slight. But if it wasn't handled, it would drive a wedge between the brothers and sisters in Christ. So the apostles are very wise here. They don't take over the administration themselves. 
They have a full-time job of praying and teaching. Do you find it interesting that praying comes first? Typically, when we talk about someone who is a full-time minister, we are thinking of preaching and teaching. But they list prayer as their first priority. Have you ever heard someone say, All we can do is pray. Well, I guess you can do a lot then. Anyway, the apostles say that they need to appoint some people to oversee the daily serving of food to solve this problem. But they ask the congregation to do the selecting. They don't dictate who should be in charge. They did set some qualifications. Good reputation, full of the spirit and wisdom. So the group chose seven men. Interestingly, all of them have Greek names. So I guess they all spoke Greek and would make sure that the Greek-speaking widows were well cared for. Two of the men are important later in the book, Stephen and Philip. Stephen's story comes up immediately. Luke gives us a note about how the word of God was spreading, and it was increasing greatly. So the problem was solved, and the growth continued. Now we turn to Stephen, who was performing miracles and speaking with wisdom. This bothered people in the synagogue where he was speaking, the synagogue of the freedmen. The name likely comes from the idea of buying back Jews who were enslaved Gentiles, so they would naturally be a Greek-speaking synagogue. They couldn't win the argument with Stephen with truth, so they switched to falsehood. Although what they say is not 100% false. They said that Stephen was saying, Jesus will destroy this place and will change the customs that Moses handed down to us. Now, I don't know exactly what Stephen was saying, but actually, that basically happened in 70 AD when the Romans destroyed the temple, and the Jews haven't been able to offer sacrifices ever since. So, the customs of Moses have been changed. And now for a deeper dive. These seven men were appointed to a position of authority that seems similar to what Paul calls deacons, in 1 Timothy 3.8. Deacons, likewise, must be dignified, not insincere, not devoted to much wine, not fond of dishonest gain, holding the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. And these also must be tested first, then let them serve if they are above reproach. The wives, likewise, must be dignified, not slanderous, temperate, faithful in all things. Deacons must be husbands of one wife, managing their children and their own households well. For those who have served well acquire a good standing for themselves and great boldness in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. The word deacon in Greek means servant, one who serves. Every church needs people who serve. They aren't always officially appointed as deacons, but there are always things that need to be handled. But why are these qualifications important? Why does someone need a good reputation to serve food? Why do they need the spirit and wisdom? Because Jesus said in Luke 16, verse 10, The one who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much, and the one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. And everything we do for God matters. So if someone is not living their life faithfully, we don't want them appointed to any position not even the seemingly unimportant ones. Now, that brings it back to us individually. Am I living my life faithfully? Even the small, seemingly less important areas? 
Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.